She's ready. I'm ready, except there's something in my eyeball. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! (laughs) These darned eyelash extensions. Oh, I got it. Oh, it's a real eyelash. Fly away. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Sam. Are you actually ready? I don't know. It's still there, I think, but let's jump into it. So Alyssa, would you like to introduce today's episode? I would be honored. (laughs) Uh, So today we're going to be talking about um, kind of like my journey with alcohol. I know that we touched on it in season one already, um, but I made a big change. I am today, I guess, two months and three weeks. Tomorrow I'll be two months and three weeks. uh, No alcohol, so completely sober except for nicotine mints. (laughs) (laughs) Which are still hitting hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, One step at a time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Jordan Sparks. Um, yeah, so uh, I posted on my Instagram and asked if anybody would be like interested in hearing about it. And uh, there was actually a lot of, of feedback that people were interested in kind of hearing like why, how, how I'm feeling and stuff like that. So I figured like, let's fucking talk about let's it. Let's just really dive headfirst into this. Yeah. Um, can we take it back a little bit to like, when did you, when did like alcohol become like a part of your daily life kind of thing uh so I started drinking well I started like drinking in in high school and I would always drink at parties and stuff like that but it was never something like I actually thought about like I wasn't like oh I need a drink or whatever it was just like you know fun yeah that kind of thing um even when I first started in like my restaurant job with with Cactus Club uh it's a restaurant in Canada people know by now hopefully (laughs) (laughs) we've mentioned in every episode (laughs) It is a casual fine dining restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Even when I first started there, like alcohol wasn't the way that I see it now. Um, I would still drink, but I could really take it or leave it like 100%. I wasn't super interested in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, honestly. And uh, I mean, we'll we'll get into my party days um, one day. (laughs) We'll get there one day. I'm just not ready. (laughs) But um, even back then, like it was kind of like I would have like a martini and still didn't like the taste or whatever and um just like drink a Caesar here and there but uh I think that it really became a thing when I started bartending I guess I don't know um I think just like being around it so much and uh like sitting at the bar after work and stuff like that and kind of like making friends that way by drinking um it kind of just started this I don't know, like... Trajectory. Yeah, I guess so. Um, And I don't really remember alcohol being such a part of my life until I moved to Toronto. Oh, really? Yeah. And then it it kind of shifted from I like a beer after work to like I can't stop going to the refrigerator. Mm, Really? (laughs) Yeah. It's... I do feel like there was a moment where um, you gained a lot of like interest in alcohol and almost like respect for it kind of thing and especially with like wines and stuff I remember we had gone to New York together and like you were really um interested by it and so it it almost was like a hobby that turned into like uh, yeah like it almost was like a hobby that kind of turned into something more than that yeah I really I like craft cocktail uh creation I think that it's fascinating I think that alcohol in general is just such a cool it's 
to me before it was very much so like a chef like mm. like but like an alcohol chef i guess um and same with wine we had a small <laughs> welcome this is our alcohol chef <laughs> there's a restaurant called uh, bar chef in in toronto it's actually really cool um but we had a sommelier who was uh, like so passionate and knowledgeable about wine with cactus and i really like look up to him and learned quite a bit of uh, about wine with him as well and um yeah i did i did start to just get really interested in like you know scotch and whiskey and wine and and then when i became the bar manager of the the um beer concept that we had i became really interested in beer um and i think yeah i think that that passion was hmm, I, don't, I don't i don't know i think that they were like yeah i think they were completely separate uh i don't think that like me being passionate about alcohol made me drink it more mm. because even when i would create these cocktails and stuff i wouldn't really be like sipping them like back I would just kind of like taste them and then be like oh that was cool okay see you later um yeah when I moved to Toronto the first time is when it really became like uh an issue I think when like my my views of alcohol changed I was still going out and drinking quite often when I was like my in my first bit of of being in Toronto but once I moved apartments it kind of like I don't know something changed and I started like going out all the time but then when I would get home still drinking if I'm alone just drinking yeah (laughs) and I remember being on the phone with my dad after I found out he was sick and I just like I it was it was like uh, like a obsessive thing like it was just like oh okay this drink is done go back to the refrigerator get another vodka water and then sip it the whole time I'm talking to him and then go back to the refrigerator and it was just like almost like a habit I guess and I really just wanted to be in that state like not like wasted but just like somewhat messed up yeah yeah and then I don't I don't think it was really until I don't know I mean like I said with um like when my dad was sick in the loss episode I was drinking a lot then as well and I started drinking a lot of beer when I got together with Glenn because he liked beer and then when I became the bar manager it was just like I was trying beer all the time. As soon as I would have like one like sip or a half of a beer, it just kind of became this thing where it was like I wanted the whole beer and then I wanted another one and then I wanted another one and I wouldn't stop. Yeah. And my body, I don't know why, I don't throw up from alcohol. I don't really pass out until like I'm ready to pass out, I guess. Like when I choose to put myself to bed, it's the weirdest thing. I can just drink and drink and drink. And I think that that was also a really dangerous thing for me because I could actually drink quite a bit um, before I seemed like I was drunk. Yeah. Like I could have like four beers or five beers before it seemed like I I had even been drinking. So it was pretty easy for me to like have like three beers and then like meet up with friends and drink so that like you're not as embarrassed about drinking so much. (laughs) Um, When you were like when it kind of started becoming something that was a lot more habitual, were you cognizant of it? Like, was it something when you were like, ooh, this is maybe becoming a problem? Or was it, was it just like so like autopilot almost? Yeah, I don't think that I was cognizant of it at first. The first time that I actually realized that I might have a problem with it um, was when I was living up here. And I remember telling myself when I was sitting on the couch, I was like, like you don't need another beer. Like, you shouldn't have another beer, like whatever. And then I would like be going into the fridge and I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. And then I would crack that beer and drink it. I'm just like, 
the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) You're like, what is this? You're telling yourself. It's like when you don't want to eat like another cookie and you're like, don't do it. I was just going to say that's me with food. (laughs) 100%. And I just kind of started feeling like, ooh, ooh. I don't know if that's the best thing. Yeah. Um, But the way that I I feel about alcohol, I mean, probably still, um, is like, like I'm not somebody who can leave like a half a glass of wine on the table. Oh, I know. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like such I'm so bad for this like anytime we go to a restaurant I don't drink so I just like as soon as I pay the bill or whoever pays the bill I just like get up to leave and you would always be like Ugh. like trying to like take the like the last sip and I'd be like oh I'm so sorry I felt, felt so rude about it all the time but it's just like I don't even think about because I'm like I have a one dollar cola yeah <laughs> like, I don't have like a twelve dollar martini there or it's and like it's not even about the money it's just like that's that's the golden juice (laughs) I can't leave it there um and I know that people have said that before like I I think that that resonated with me when I was watching uh videos on alcohol use disorder um but it it is concerning to me because it was so out of my brain like it wasn't even in my thought process that there are people who can have one beer and then not have another one or like whatever that's just what like I like to drink but like have one martini or one glass of wine I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) like the the whole time okay so if I start drinking like if I have one drink that whole drink I'm thinking about if I can have another one and who I'm with, if it's like appropriate. And then if it's, if I think it's not appropriate, I'm thinking, okay, well, when's the next time that I can have another drink? And then if I've had a couple and then I'm like, okay, well, should I ask to stop on the way home? Or do I have something at home that I can continue drinking? Or if we're at a restaurant and I'm drinking and then we're going to do another activity, I try to make sure that there's alcohol available at that next activity. Like it's just wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it on, like, when you were drinking, would it be worse to not have a drink at all or worse to be like, I can only have one? Oh, worse to have only have one. Mm. Yeah, because as soon, I think as soon as I have that first one, that, that, um, I mean, it's, it's a Catching drug. the flavor tones. Well, yeah, it's a drug. So that the, in fact, people just hate that I'm not a freaking microbiologist or whatever, but <laughs> the, whatever's happening in your brain is happening. And to me, once that starts, it's like, well, I want to keep that going. And if I don't or can't, it's like, well, that sucks. But if I don't have one, then I'm like, well, this is fine. Yeah. Basically. Um, yeah. Okay, so you're talking a little bit about like how you feel about alcohol. How do you like when you how do you view alcohol? Like at this stage in your life, like cuz it was kind of something that you were like doing for fun, then it was something that like you really respected and then it was sort of something where you were kind of starting to see it as a problem. So at this point in your life, like how do you how do you where are you left with that? So <laughs> I can't think about never having another drink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I I don't want to sit here and be like, I'm sober now and like I have, you know, two and a half months sober or whatever because that's not the case. And that wasn't my initial um, like thought process when I started this thing. Yeah. (laughs) Started being sober. Um, But I just, I almost am like scared of alcohol right now Mm. because through this I've been researching and stuff like that and um, the appropriate amount of alcohol for women is shockingly low. 
How much are we talking? Ugh, I can't remember the statistics now or whatever the things, but it's like, I think it's like three drinks or something like that. It does, I think it depends on a lot of factors. Yeah. Um, but I do know that it was a lot, a lot less than what I was consuming. You know what I always think about when I'm like... Three drinks a week. Sorry, I just wanted to say. Three drinks a week? <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking a, a night and I was like... Mm. No, <laughs> like a week. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it was It was very low. Um, it's, it's funny like watching people drink as someone that doesn't drink because I'm like, how do you even have like the physical volume for this much liquid you know what I mean because I'm like I've watched people like really throw them back like it was um with a friend the other night and they had had like I think they had had like 14 um like coolers, like coolers yeah. yeah and I was like this is <laughs> like I just kept looking them looking at them putting down another can and not even like in a judging way but more so just like actually how like physically how <laughs> are you not just constantly pissing <laughs> like I feel like that's so much liquid in your body like it's just like I couldn't drink that many colas I know that much yeah as much as I want to I don't know it's I I do drink a lot of liquid in general like the amount of water I drink is crazy like I'm freaking always yeah I'm using up that Aesop soap real quick <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I don't know I mean I would eat less so that I could fit more in oh no <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, and and I food should never take the hit. <laughs> <laughs> I would always choose alcohol over food, even like three years ago. Like I would, yeah, and and it fills you up as well, so you're not as hungry, especially beer because it's just pure barley. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just it's wild to me the amount of like diseases and um, conditions and stuff like that. And even it just inflammation in general alcohol creates. And I think that my biggest, like, like, I don't know, worry or whatever, not even worry, but it's just like, how are we not taught about this? I know that we're taught about like the, like the dangers of alcohol just as like a don't do it kids, but not in, in the nuance that it really is impactful. Yeah. I don't feel like we, looking back to like our schooling, I don't feel like we really were taught that, taught that much about drugs and alcohol. Like we were, I felt like I learned about it in like fifth grade and stuff like that. And then maybe they touched on it in like 10th. But given how, how much of an issue it truly can be for people, I'm shocked that we didn't spend more time on it. Yeah, I, I feel like I learned a lot about drugs growing up, but alcohol was like... The only, way, the only reason that I learned about drugs was in like bio honors. Huh. Because I didn't talk about it in any of my other subjects. Yeah, we talked about it quite a bit in my middle school, but um, and elementary school. You guys actually. wanted GMOs. Whoa, ew! <laughs> we went to different middle. These were bad kids. You were bad kids. We were not bad kids. The kids at CMB were all no bad kids. Oh my god, this is a dirty, dirty lie. No. We we looked at you guys and you were like literally delinquents. Like you guys are delinquents. Did you guys see your school? It looked like a prison. Ours was an architectural masterpiece. Okay, your school was nice. Our hearts were nice and our intentions were clear. Anyway, <laughs> agreed it is agreed. Good thing we didn't go to different high schools. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I, yeah, let's, I'm trying to bring it back because I really okay. went on a rampage. Okay, so, but going back a little bit, um, do you feel like health was like the ultimate kind of like push for you to decide to stop drinking like was that the 
kicker. Yeah. So I was experiencing um, some pretty bad chest pain, like all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was having these like almost like pulsating like blobs, bl- what whatever like happening, and then it was actually just like in pain over top of like my left side um, all the time, basically. And so that was kind of concerning. <laughs> You don't say. So, yeah. I was in a constant state of heart attack. So I ended up going to the walk-in eventually. Basically. So I was having that pain uh, for about a month and then it went away. And then two months later it came back. And uh, after that time I was like, okay, well, I think I need to get this checked out. So I went to the uh, doctor and she ordered a bunch of tests. So I did like a EEG, I think. And then uh, I had to wear like a holter, like for my heart, um, like a bunch of electrodes and stuff like that. And then you wear it for 24 hours. I did a stress test. I did a blood test, like all of these different tests, um, which I'm so grateful I live in Canada. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, Because I'm so sorry, America. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, obviously healthcare. But um, yeah, so I did all of those tests. And what do you know? They all came back negative. There's truly nothing worse on this planet. (laughs) So during this time, um, so in in July, I went to Las Vegas twice. And the first time I went with my family and I mean, I was drinking pretty much as much as I would at home, if I'm being honest, maybe like a like such more on days. Um, And then I came home and then the pain was still happening. And then I went back to Vegas again. And when I got home from Vegas the second time and I I didn't like go like wild like when people are like oh you went to Vegas it's just like I mean yeah I got like drunk but it wasn't like I was doing anything I wouldn't well yeah okay I don't like go out at home but anyway um when I got home from Vegas I was kind of just like I just I'm gonna stop doing this like yeah I mean I don't think it's even legal to go to Vegas twice in one year to be honest (laughs) let alone twice in one month yeah that's bad for you (laughs) in every way So I, when I got home, I was just like, you know, like I just, I just don't want to drink this week. And so it kind of started with just like, I'm just not going to drink today type of thing. And so I didn't drink that whole week. And then it, it was pretty hard. I'll be honest. I'd like, I having to start that the first, actually the first week wasn't hard. The second week was hard because after the first week I was like, well, maybe I can keep this going type of thing. And I remember like going out to dinner with you and being like not ordering a drink. And I always order a drink when I go out for dinner, like nine times out of 10. And so that was kind of hard, like doing those things. So I was trying to avoid situations where I would have normally drank. Mm, that's why you wouldn't go out for dinner with me that week. Okay. <laughs> it's all becoming a lot clearer now. Uh, so yeah, I, I decided to for that week to do it. And then I hit a month and I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Like it's been a month. And then um, uh, I think after the month was when I, I did end up getting those test results back. And something that I hadn't even thought about was that all of my pain had gone away. Mm. Like I... I I got the call that my tests were back and I was like, oh yeah, haven't felt that in a while. Interesting. And when I had gone in and and talked to my doctor about all of this, something that she had mentioned was alcoholic cardiomyopathy, which is like pretty fucking serious. (laughs) And she said that it's uh, very unlikely that I had that because I was so young, Um, but that the amount that I had admitted to drinking which was still less than I was drinking, <laughs> was worrisome to her. <laughs> I was like, 
She's like, welcome back, Alyssa. I've lost sleep over the amount of alcohol you drink. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So that definitely opened my eyes. So anyway, sorry. That was something that I like literally cried about in the car. I was like, oh my God, I have car- alcohol cardiomyopathy at 25. Um, She's like, you definitely don't have this. You're like, mom. <laughs> but it's it's concerning like even that she was like yeah of course (laughs) that you're really you're like hitting the juice a little hard (laughs) so she called me for the test results and uh she asked me if i was still feeling this pain and stuff and i said no and she said all of the test results came back negative i think that it's anxiety and i was just like I have that. (laughs) So now what I think it was, I don't have alcoholic cardiomyopathy for everybody who's wondering. Thank God. (laughs) I don't think anyone was questioning that you actually did. Except for me. Everyone's like, oh my God. (laughs) I was really waiting for you to clear that up. you talk about how alcohol is difficult for you would you say that your time of the month is also difficult for you (laughs) great segue thank you so much a plus plus professional it's just i'm i'm just a i am a professional you you know like i'm flawless Thank you to Lola for sponsoring this episode of the podcast i think is what you meant to say by that yeah i mean it's my artistic choice but yes <laughs> lola is a subscription based website where you guys can order period products and also now sex products sex by lola so lola's subscription service is fully customizable so you can uh choose your products and and mix your products so like mix of absorbency number of boxes the frequency of delivery um it's super flexible you can uh change skip or cancel your subscription at any time you can also add all of the sex by lola line um products to your period subscription if you want so everything is just conveniently um delivered all together on your ideal schedule lola's period products are made with organic cotton they offer pads liners and their tampons uh come with bpa free plastic applicators or you can choose the environmental option for the non-applicator tampons so if you guys want to try the lola subscription you can go to mylola.com and enter code approachable for 40 percent off all subscriptions at lola that is code approachable on mylola.com for 40 percent off your subscription thank you lola I'd also love to give a big shout out to Skillshare for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Sam is away right now. She's traveling without me. (laughs) But this is actually the perfect time for Skillshare to have reached out to us because I have so much free time now that Sam's traveling and I'm not drinking. Like I have so many hours in the day. So what Skillshare is, is it's an online learning community. It's got tons of different stuff on there. So I logged on to Skillshare and I went through the process of signing up and stuff. And in that, they ask you to pick categories that you're interested in. So I picked languages, uh, productivity, and uh, video editing, obviously. (laughs) And uh, something that was really interesting that came up was American Sign Language is offered. And that was really cool for me because I used to know American Sign Language. I took it in high school, 
And after high school, it was really hard for me to find anywhere that offered that as a class. So I was really like pleasantly surprised when when I logged on and saw that. But they gave me so many options right from those even those three categories. But they have like thousands of different classes that you can choose from tons of different categories. Um, so there was like photography, uh, crafts, entrepreneurship, like honestly, they basically have everything. So I'm really excited to actually start brushing up on my sign language. If anybody wants to hit me up <laughs> and practice their sign language with me, that would be dope. But but I've also been trying to learn Spanish since I was like a literal child. So uh, keep me accountable for that, you guys. <laughs> if you guys want to go on a language journey with me or you just want to learn some new photography or just really like brush up on some skills, I think it's so important to keep learning as we get, you know, a little bit older and maybe education isn't exactly at the forefront of our mind. I think it's it's so powerful. The internet is so powerful. We have so much at our fingertips and I feel like we underutilize it. So I don't know if you guys want to like stay, you know, at, like mind active with me <laughs> you can go to skillshare.com slash approachable and they are giving all of our listeners two months free unlimited classes for two months I feel like if I actually like did two months one hour a day I could I feel like I could learn a language maybe not like the nuances but I feel like I could conversate so if you guys want to do that with me you can go to skillshare.com slash approachable and get two months unlimited classes for free thank you so much Skillshare I'm actually I'm so excited to to start doing this. Thank you so much. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I think now what the case was, was because I was feeling so much guilt and shame around alcohol and drinking alcohol, it was literally manifesting in my anxiety in like the the most physical way. Mm. Like I was just having so much pain in my chest because I was feeling so much guilt and shame around drinking. Crazy. Yeah. And so now that you've been sober for <laughs> two and a half months, you haven't felt anything. Uh, pain? Mm -hmm. There was actually like one day recently that I was feeling a little bit, but it was like for like 20 minutes. And honestly, like you and I are under a lot of pressure right now. Because <laughs> I'm working you to death. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that probably like... I want that off the record. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm editing this, I like zoom right in. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that it is just like anxiety type of thing just I hate it when people say that it's just, just anxiety. anxiety it's like well no anxiety can't kill you but it sure as fuck feels like it is mm. <laughs> but uh yeah no I haven't really felt that like that scary like yeah. <laughs> that my my heart I, I felt like my heart was doing <clears throat> um it that hasn't happened and so now do you feel like it's easier for you to not drink because like that feeling has gone away and because now you've been doing it for a while kind of thing. Do you feel like it's getting easier or do you feel like it's still kind of tricky for you? No, it's fucking hard. <laughs> every day. Uh, no, I wouldn't say every day. There was a week and I know that you know that this was a hard week for me. Um, it was your wedding. wedding week. Fuck. That's hard for even me <laughs> to be sober through. It was just like we had uh, guests in town. Uh, we, like you and I are getting married. <laughs> but we had like guests in Our town. Our wedding was very stressful for me. <laughs> and um, we like did your rehearsal dinner and stuff like that. And everybody's drinking. And then the actual wedding and everybody's drinking. And um, something that I wasn't actually like prepared for was experiencing these things and having them not be as 
fun air quotations because they are still as fun as they like realistically are but mm. because you don't have that like mind altering substance I mean of, of course that yeah. like chemical reaction isn't happening in your brain so it feels less fun but it's actually not I've been saying it for years <laughs> this is why I don't do drugs or drink <laughs> yeah but I mean and that's the thing is like I think that people think that it's probably a lot easier for me because I'm st- like I feel like I'm still just as like lively and excited and whatever when I am sober but there is still that like that feeling inside of me that like oh this would be even like it might hit another level if I had alcohol in in me is it almost like a feeling of like loss in a way yeah that's so sad (laughs) it just I don't know because alcohol has been in my life so heavily like the thought of not taking a bath and having a glass of red wine or like going out for a bottle of wine with somebody or like I'm even like I'm like well if I'm trying to like reconnect with an old friend what do we do go out for fucking coffee like that's not my life like that hasn't been my life like what am I gonna do order a cola (laughs) that just reminds me of like every like tinder bumble conversation I've ever had where someone's like let's go out for a drink and I'm like I don't drink and they're like let's get coffee question mark <laughs> like they were always it was like as if I was like trying to throw them a curveball or something they were like dot 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 erase 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 dot 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 erase 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 well what do I do now yeah exactly <laughs> my plan is foiled uh, yeah that but it's, it's it was a huge social thing for me and I I really loved it I guess um and I really do wish that I could enjoy it the way that some people enjoy it just like one and done or they don't have that like nagging feeling of wanting to have another one or whatever um and something that's like really scary about that too about like talking about it on the podcast is that like I now that it's out there that I feel that way it's like well now when I do go back or if I do go back we don't know yet it's probably (laughs) when okay (laughs) spoiler alert (laughs) um but you know when I do go back to drinking or whatever I do, I don't know, it gives me anxiety knowing that the people that I'm going to be drinking with know that I feel this way about alcohol. (laughs) Why? I don't know, because it almost just feels like that facade or like that, that, you know, tough exterior is like broken and they can see like right into me that like I'm probably thinking I want another one or whatever. I don't know. When I was in Vegas. Look at Alyssa over there, the alcoholic. (laughs) See in her eyes. Fiending for another beer. (laughs) Why don't you get a Shirley Temple instead of it's a god? <laughs> uh, Somebody cut her off. <laughs> I don't think, let me just clarify. I don't think anyone's going to be looking at you that way. <laughs> I think that is purely your feeling. <laughs> well, you don't know. <laughs> You're right, I don't. Um, I can tell you that I won't be feel that way. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like watching your like every line go down like you're like you all right without another <laughs> you're like texting me at night so how many trips to the refrigerator have you made this evening <laughs> uh but no that it, it kind of became a it wasn't a fear for me before but then when I was in Vegas I was with um I do have one other friend um I was with <laughs> whom her name is Jen. I want her name and number. <laughs> but I was with my other best friend, Jen, in Vegas uh, for her birthday. And she had listened to the podcast um, about 
uh, my, like my, <laughs> about alcohol, <laughs> like my alcohol use, God. And um, she knew that I get really bad anxiety the day after I drink, like when I'm hungover. And she just like asked me as a friend, like if I was having anxiety the day after we had like drank a bunch the night before. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I've been found out <laughs> because I'm pretty good at like acting like everything's okay but inside I'm just dying and I like it that way <laughs> but now it's like well now people know <laughs> I can't fake it yeah so it's so it's so funny almost like you like reverting back to old ways yeah. of wanting to be stoic yeah I think that it's just I think it takes a long time to mm-hmm. be and like an open book, yeah, and not worry about wanting to put on a facade because uh, I do like that, <laughs> and I think that it's where I'm most comfortable. That's like my like comfort zone is um, just kind of like staying in a straight line, like n- never like faltering. Um, but that's not true. That's not. I'm a human, <laughs> and yeah. it's like it's a ridiculous thing to try to live up to being, you know. at at like a homeostasis type situation all the time um but it is it is still like a a, uncomfortable for me I guess is there so okay there's the side of you that's kind of nervous about people like knowing how you feel about alcohol or like how you maybe struggle with it or whatever are you worried about going back and feeling like almost like I don't know if embarrassed is the right word but just having people be like oh I thought you were sober Um, I'm not as worried about like people thinking that I was sober because I feel like every time I mention it, I make sure to mention that like, I'm not sober, so to speak. I'm just not drinking right now. Um, but I am worried that I will feel guilty, Mm. which is why I haven't gone back. Like basically when I said, I can't think about ever, like not ever drinking again, basically I wake up every single day and I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to have a drink today wow, that sounds real. (laughs) But anyway. We're coming to some realizations here today on the podcast. (laughs) But that is, I'm just like, okay, well, do I want to have a drink today? No. Okay. Let's take that day by day. And so um, I am just worried that there will be a day that I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a drink today. I want it to be the choice though. I I don't want it to be a situation where I'm out at like a, a um, concert or something like that. And then I split decision, make the choice to like have a drink. I think that's when I'll regret it. Mm-hmm. But if I wake up one day and I'm just like, you know what? I think that I'm strong enough, blah, 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 whatever, um, to go back and enjoy this responsibly. That's, that's when it's the right time for me to go back. Um, and the other thing is I actually feel quite a bit of pride <laughs> about being sober I Mm. guess like uh I recently I was at uh Vancouver Pride and I was around a bunch of people who were drinking and I was the only one who wasn't drinking and I just felt so proud to be like oh like I don't drink uh which I feel like is a little bit of like maybe a lie because it's like okay well I'm just not (laughs) drinking right now but I just I feel like I've earned the right to say I don't (laughs) drink it's been two months okay (laughs) um did you feel at all like left out in that scenario or were you more so like just like proud of your accomplishment than anything I think pride was a hard at times uh because I've I've been to pride so many times and where I have drank and stuff like that and so it's kind of almost like a trigger I guess Mm -hmm. um and something about rainbows man just (laughs) want to pour a cold one (laughs) (laughs) they just get me um but it it was fun 
watching everybody else drink and enjoy themselves. And um, I feel like I'm pretty, I'm pretty open in the way that like I'm loosey goosey no matter what. Like I don't really need alcohol to like lower my inhibitions. I'm pretty freaking out there as it is. <laughs> so it's, it's not a problem for me to like be around people who are drinking. I feel like People honestly always think that I'm drunk. Like if they have never met me, they think that I'm drunk because I'm just like a crazy person. So that's not an issue. So I I didn't really feel left out, but I did at times kind of feel like, uh, yep. <laughs> like this can be better. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I left at 10 p.m. when, you know, we started getting into like the slurred territory. Yeah, I know it well. <laughs> <laughs> and I drove home because I could drive home, which is fantastic. I hate leaving my car places. It's so fucking annoying. Um, but I got home and went to bed and woke up, felt great. Like, that's the thing is it's, I feel like it's like, you know how people say, and you never regret going to the gym, but you regret not going. It's like, I, I don't regret not going <laughs> ever. Yes, you do. Don't lie. Only after I eat a poutine. That was between you and I. Which is okay. How um, dare you? <laughs> oh my god, are you seeing how I've conducted myself with absolutely no judgment? And then I get judgment the second I talk about poutine. I'm not judging your poutine. Judging. She was about to say, which is every day. I didn't I was gonna say a lot. <laughs> you dirty dog. Anyway, I've I've never regretted not drinking, but I've definitely regretted drinking. Yeah. So yeah. That's fair. Still can't get over the fifteen comment. It was right around. Um, so you're a little bit nervous about this, like almost like image of being seen as like a sober person. But you're proud, so I feel like you should be patting yourself on the back for it. Um, how did you actually like get to the point where you could do this? Was it easy, or do you feel like there's things that you have to do to be like? staying sober so to speak Mm. I know that it's so it's such an individualized experience something that made it a lot easier on me was having uh you as a best friend a because you're great but b because you don't drink and I drink too much poutine apparently (laughs) (laughs) go on tell me more tell me more about how great I am (laughs) but I think that uh surrounding yourself with people who don't inherently drink is really important. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hang out with, with the people that I normally drank with. Um, I didn't go to bars. I, like I said, I didn't go out for dinner very much. Like, I think we went to like ramen one time. Mm. Um, but I really did. I had to kind of like avoid those scenarios where I knew that I was so, like, it would just be so easy for me to like order a drink or whatever. I still had alcohol in the house because uh, my partner at the time still drank, like, whatever, had a beer here and there and stuff. And that didn't really bother me. Um, but I, I definitely had to like avoid scenarios. And then kind of when uh, events started happening, like your wedding and uh, Pride, and I just recently went to like a EDM show thing, um, I had to work up to that. And I think that it was almost good that your wedding was the first event because it was like, I had already told enough people that were invited that I wasn't drinking. So it was almost like, not that they probably gave a fuck if I was to have a drink or not, but it made me feel like I was being held accountable. Mm. And, uh, and then, so we, I did the rehearsal dinner and the wedding sober. And then by the time that pride came around, I was kind of like, well, I mean, I already did a fucking wedding sober. Like (laughs) what, (laughs) what's a a pride? Um, and then by, 
last Saturday I went to the uh, Monster Crack compound, which is like a free EDM like block party or whatever. And it was, it didn't bother me at all. It's interesting that it didn't bother you having alcohol like in your house and having your partner drink. I know. I don't know why, but I actually was sober uh, last year for two months as well. And he did stop. Like he didn't bring alcohol into the house or anything like that. Pretty much for the same reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, back then it was uh, when I like was just about to become bar manager. I was drinking like crazy addiction runs in my family. And I was just like, this is crazy. Like he, him and I would fight like crazy when I was drinking and stuff like that. And I was just like every, like, every time we fight, I've been drinking. So like, why am I doing this type of thing? And so I quit drinking and he... Um, he stopped yeah, bringing alcohol into the house. But this time, I think he probably, I think he asked me or something if it like bothered me. And I was like, no, because I think I had already been through it once before. I was like, all right, I know how this goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and maybe because you were doing it for more personal reasons rather than just, um, not just because, but like having your relationship be part of the reason why you wanted to stop drinking, you know? Yeah. It was a hundred percent like my choice this time I wasn't doing it for somebody else I was like and it's not like he gave me an ultimatum back then it was more so like I was just like you know if if this is something that's affecting us like I'm gonna change it and then I did and when I went back it that actually didn't become an issue again like we didn't like because him and I would drink together often after I started drinking alcohol again and it never got to that point I think I just needed to like like be sober and like smarten my shit out basically yeah because I was that was right after my dad passed and stuff like that not that that's an excuse but I was going through some shit (laughs) but it's like a a reason yeah I guess yeah yeah um where would you like to be with your relationship with alcohol in the future (laughs) me and bae (laughs) on the beach uh I mean if it in a perfect world I would love to be the person who can have one drink or two drinks or like if I want to get like a little loosey-goosey then I can and then not do it for another month like I I want my relationship to be like that but I'm also not naive in the fact that you know addiction is alive and well and I do struggle with addiction whether people on the internet think I do or not (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it does run in my family and I I definitely um have a sordid past um so I just don't know I don't I don't know what my relationship with alcohol will look like but at least I know that if it becomes a problem I have the willpower and um I don't know I guess uh self-awareness to stop and support system yeah friends forever yep cool cool so yeah (laughs) well um i'm proud of you thanks i think you've done a really good job and i think it's not an easy thing to do and i think that it has been some stressful months (laughs) we've been doing a lot there's been a lot of changes in your life i feel like you're just managing it all quite well thank you it's uh it's funny because last night I was uh, telling Sam, <laughs> I was going to say telling you, but you know, um, that because we're so busy right now, um, I'm so happy I'm sober because I don't think that my brain could kind of like get through the work that needs to be done right now if I was still drinking. Which is crazy. I know. It is. And honestly, like you didn't really know the full effect of like what alcohol was like doing to me or like my relationship with alcohol so I think that it's like been interesting 
just being honest about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, uh, I truly after hearing every story that Matt's ever told me, I cannot be phased anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I think like the thing for me is that I've never, it's never been a huge part of my life, but it's also never bothered me. It's never bothered me necessarily to be around people drinking, but like I don't judge people for it. I don't look at you and think you're like less than. If you went back to drinking, I wouldn't think that you're like a scumbag for it. Like mm-hmm. I just think that we're people, we ebb and flow, our um our interests change, our ability to cope changes, um your like just everything, like everything changes so rapidly over time and like I don't think it's anything to be embarrassed about or ashamed about if you can't drink right now if you want to drink in the future and you can handle it if you're drinking in the future and you can't handle it like there's no shame there shouldn't be any shame around any of this stuff because it, it just is natural and in the same way that like regardless of whether or not I use any kind of substance I still have times where I'm a lot shakier. I can't handle things as well. I'm a lot more irritable. Mm-hmm. I'm foggier, whatever. Like, you know, and it's it's just that some people have substance added to that and maybe that amplifies it or it doesn't or maybe it helps it or it doesn't. And it, I just, I don't know. I just feel like people are people. It's not like yeah. anything to be embarrassed about. Yeah, I'm lucky that I have somebody like you that that wouldn't judge it don't make me cry (laughs) (laughs) every episode always comes back around to that (laughs) everyone's like wow really getting tired of this (laughs) yeah no kidding just being like anyways we're best friends in case you didn't know (laughs) put that in your face like yeah we got it thanks (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much for um sharing with us yeah yeah thank you guys for uh, being interested honestly in hearing about it because it has been you know a time and definitely it's a transition for you yeah it's gonna it's gonna keep being a time so i'll check in every now and again <laughs> Alyssa, three months over Alyssa, four months over Alyssa, five months over. i'm gonna get a new balloon every time yeah <laughs> all right well thank you so much thank you guys for listening and we will see you guys next time